Welcome to Full Circle with Lika, a place of self-expression and holistic exploration of the human experience. I am honored to welcome you on this journey towards liberation, joy, and freedom. Make yourself comfortable as we dive deep into spirituality, mindset, self-development, and random stories filled with life lessons. Let's step together in that space where we get to unleash our own magic. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Full Circle with Lika. Today I am not alone, I'm with Hailey. I'm so happy and blessed and honored to have her on this podcast. Hello, I'm Hailey. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having so, me. I am so, so happy. Hayley, you are a integration priestess. I just love that so much. <laughs> and you're helping heart-centered visionary to integrate all aspects of themselves so that they can embody, embrace their uniqueness by also removing all the blocks to their self-expression. And you're also just a beautiful, wonderful sunshine. Like you have this energy. You're just <laughs> such a beautiful human being. And you're so funny. Thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to um, dive straight into your story and to know what was the beginning of it what was the turning point where you were like oh this is what I'm gonna do now yeah that's a really good question actually um because I've been on this journey for so long now as so many of us have I mean it's it's a lifelong one it's a forever one but it gets a bit difficult to decide like I don't know what are the key what's the what's the key the points I suppose um I mean, everything goes back to childhood, but I suppose the realization was like, I think I, yeah, I had my awakening around, well, I wouldn't say, you know, this is a funny one. I've been saying this to people recently. It's like, I was kind of born almost awake to, to life anyway. Like I have such a strong bullshit meter. meter. I hope I'm allowed to swear, sorry. Um, I have a very strong bullshit meter and I came into this world kind of being able to see through the veil, so to speak. And so, it has never nothing's ever really eluded me and I've always had a big wide perspective and so yeah when I think about an awakening I suppose like the the normal one the normal one the same what most people I guess reference is that moment where it's like oh my god my life is like completely just not working and and I'm not enjoying the way that I'm showing up in life and I'm not getting what I want out of life and so that was that was 2000 12 I think it was um a lot of people had that kind of um that kind of explosion that year and uh I just remember just feeling really miserable in relationships just not really just get and a lot of anger I had a lot of anger um and it was it didn't feel like normal it didn't feel like me it was like why do I get so angry at things and and then there would be this guilt and the shame that would like come over me after being angry and snapping at people. I had like no patience whatsoever. I was super impatient, just irritable, frustrated. And it would just like show itself. It would just build and build and build because unknown to me, I was just suppressing everything. And then I'd just explode in a really unhealthy way. And so I'd say, yeah, I, I think um, the realization around that was around 2012 and out of nowhere, <laughs> I decided, oh, I need to go to India and learn yoga. <laughs> and I'd never done a yoga class in my entire life. And, but I was like, there's just a strong knowing. I've always had a very strong knowing. And so I've, that's always guided my way. And there's just a strong, strong knowing of you need to go to India and go and learn yoga. Because if you're going to learn it, why not learn it from the source? And so um, it's kind of how I feel about most things. And so I went to India and then had the most amazing month of my life in that training, meeting the most amazing people, and just really getting to know myself on a deeper level and just really, you know, journaling and meditation and chanting and yoga. And it's just such a beautiful month um, of just being able to actually like hear all the crap that was reverberating in my mind over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And how it was the same thing over and over and over and over again. And we think there's so much there. And quite often it's just the same stuff that's just like berating you. 
And it was so beautiful to find peace within that and then some forgiveness um, around, there was a lot of forgiveness I was able to find uh, in, that, in that month and for people and for myself. And, and then I continued on and I, you know, I was doing a lot of seasonal work. So I've worked in super yachts and I've worked in ski resorts in, around Europe and I went to Japan. And after India, I actually went straight to Japan and, and it was fine, but I was still with my partner and it, I'd already had the hit that it wasn't working, but we went anyway. Um, and then you know what it's like at the beginning of the journey it can be really tough to kind of stick with things and so you you know I was still doing yoga and I was still doing the things but I was still surrounding myself with people that weren't aligned with me and you know there was multiple things there that I didn't know and so I had a lot of grief in my system as well from someone who had passed away in my early 20s someone very close to me and that I'd never really fully expressed and that was where a lot of anger came from but also childhood is what the realization is now you know like well, not now, but a few years ago when everything got so much deeper and I entered psychedelic plant medicine work and um, other modalities, you know, it all goes back to childhood and that's that's really my belief system and that's what I help others to, you know, realize and understand and everything that's happening in the present moment is never about the present moment. It's always about childhood. <laughs> and so yeah. just recognizing those triggers and actually embracing triggers. People get so scared of this idea of being triggered, but it's such a small thing compared to the actual explosion that can occur if you don't work and deal with the trigger. So, um, you know, it's looking at that. And so there's been many of those and this journey has just continued to evolve and shift and change. And I've like completely changed the person. I know, like I would say, I mean, the whole journey I've been changing, but the last two years have been ex exceptional growth for sure. Like I left corporate I started my own uh, business, you know, to help support other people. I, you know, I've taken in enough information now and, and learned enough information and, uh, and just landing in that space of my own <laughs> gifts in order to help support others on their journey. And so, yeah, I mean, for me, I believe everything is rooted in the emotional body, but I do all, all my work, all my offerings surround the four bodies because it, to me, it doesn't seem right to just focus on one because everything's connected. And so uh, all the work that I do is revolved around the emotional, the mental, the physical, and the spiritual. And I believe everything's rooted in the emotional. There's so many of us walking wounded, walking around with suppressed emotions. And um, and uh, and we don't even know it. And then because we think, oh, well, I can explode and be angry. So obviously I've got a good association. You know, at least I know what anger is. But on a completely different level, I actually know what anger feels like in my body now. I can feel the build. I can feel like when something's out of, you know alignment for myself that's causing irritation rather than I know I've had clients in the past and and I was one of them too where you know you wouldn't notice the build you just notice the explosion and then the guilt and the shame that would come in afterwards and so um plant medicine was a really significant part of my journey but I'm very and I do help people prepare and navigate and integrate the psychedelic experiences because I think that's super important because they are not um they're not for everyone and they're very powerful mm. And, um, and so I think it's really important to have that support when thinking about working with them. And also the understanding that they are a tool. They are not here to fix you. Nothing can fix you. There is no magic pill. The only thing, is not, and there's also nothing to fix either. So that's the wrong word to mm. use. But, you know, we're whole already. We're already whole. It's just a remembrance of that wholeness. And just, you know, the walls. It's, you know, we're all walking around with like a fortress around our, we're not all, well, hmm. Who knows? Um, <laughs> most of us are walking around. I'll, I'll, be general, I'll be generic. Most of us are walking around with a wall around our heart, you know, a big fortress around there. Um, people that I work with, obviously, who I'm calling in do, because that was my experience, I should say. So I can only speak from my own experience. But, you know, we build yeah. these walls up to protect ourselves. And, and, and but then they, you know, we, they, they come from childhood. They, they served us in childhood. But these coping mechanisms, these behaviors, these walls, these blocks, all of these things that kept us safe then uh, are what's, you know, basically ruining our lives when we get older because we want to be doing all these amazing things and then we keep getting stuck because, you know, we want to, you know, we want to do something that's too edgy. There's a lot of resistance that appears and there's fear that appears and, and then we tell ourselves, oh, you know, I'm okay just having, I'll just live this life, this but you know a lot of us can't do that a lot of us can't once you're awake it well you can't go back so um and you know if you've got it you know if you're showing up in your life in a way that doesn't feel good for you then you know you want to make a change and so it's making that making that change and finding the right modality and the right support system to do that because 
I know for myself, I do believe that, you know, it's an inside job. No one else can heal you. You can only heal yourself. But we do do it in community and we do do it with support. And I know from my own journey, there's no way on earth I'd be where I am now if I hadn't worked with, you know, amazing, beautiful people um, along the way and had that support from the seen and the unseen. So getting that, rela- building that relationship with the unseen support mm. as well is super profound. And if anyone is wanting to be, you know, working in service to help others, you know, the unseen support is massive in that. It's something that can't be, um, disregarded because that's where the medicine is you know the unseen support and 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 that's the deeper connection within yourself too is really 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 important so yeah it kind of started with emotions I guess it's like this is interesting because I've not really shared the story in this way before so I'm really it's awesome that I've been guided to share it in this way because it's evolved it evolves every time you share it and changes yeah. every time you share it and yeah to me it started with emotions suppressed emotions and the plants the beautiful plants you know I got really physically unwell and so I had gut issues and um all the all the things like SIBO, CIFO, all the new you know names labels that we have for these things now and I was off work for like six months I really wasn't well I was losing a lot of weight because I wasn't able to get any nutrition out of the food that I was eating because my body wasn't able to take it in and I tried everything you know like I you know I went to the conventional medical care system because that's where we all begin knowing even at that time knowing they weren't going to do anything because I already had my opinions on them and you can see how mm. they treat autoimmune diseases and you can see they haven't got a clue and so knowing that they were never going to have any answers to me but it's good to get those tests run just in case there's something that they actually know and so you know the things that they can actually diagnose and so I started there and then got told literally it was all in my head which I couldn't, couldn't actually believe a doctor would say that and it made me super sad to think I mean, I remember in that time and in that moment, I just felt so unheard and so unseen. And I could only imagine now, like the amount of people that get told that, and then they're left to think that it's all their fault, you know, and that that their illnesses are their fault and there's nothing that can help or, you know, I just think that's super sad for anyone to say something like that to somebody. And especially when we're all walking around feeling very unseen and very unheard from childhood. So just really attacking that core wound and, um, and just, yeah, I just, I wasn't really surprised, but I remember at the time being like, I can't believe he said that to me. And then moving from there to uh, functional medicine, because I actually did functional medicine health coaching. And so um, it made sense at that time I was studying that. And so it made sense to find a functional medicine doctor. And, you know, as much as functional medicine was looking, you know, they look at all four bodies they really are still looking for the root cause to be in the physical. And for me, the physical, you know, it was never going to be found in the physical. And so we tried everything on that end of the spectrum and nothing worked to heal. It was just kind of symptom suppression again. And then plant medicines came calling. And at that time I was obviously seeing a psychologist. And so I was working on my mental health and my spiritual practices are really strong, you know, like I was doing all the things, but this one component was missing, which is the emotional body, because I was completely oblivious. <laughs> and, and it goes to show too that psychologists obviously don't really look to that either, because not one one time did my psychologist really talk to like that that could be a rooted problem. So, and that's not to say all psychologists like I know some amazing ones who are working with the emotional body, but um, the one that I saw at the time didn't really kind of see that. And then, anyway, I was called to plant medicine, and ayahuasca was. Um, an amazing experience and I sat with her in the first night and I and I, I knew that night I'd been I was healed I knew and it wasn't ayahuasca that healed me it was the it was I, I always say that I was gifted a reset you know like she flushed some things out she showed me well what happened was we purged out the emotions because what what she showed me was I've just been pushing down and pushing down and pushing down my emotions into my gut my entire life and you know when there's that much dense energy there no matter how many energy sessions you have with people that it does not going to clear it in that way and so it has to be a very awakened and um uh intimate kind of experience for you to have to you know kind of work to move that energy and so the medicine helped me purge that out and i remember being like oh my god i know i'm healed i know i've been gifted a reset here and then the medicine proceeded to show me what it was that i was doing in order to cause myself suffering and you know and that's where the mental comes in was it was showing me that I don't don't ask for help you know it showed me those trauma wounds around like um I have you know all the beliefs around I have to do this on my own which I knew these beliefs to a degree but it was just getting another level of awareness around it to 
understand like the depth of how much this was actually causing me suffering, even on a physical level and then showing up as a physical manifestation of illness. So, you know, really never asking for help, never putting myself first, always helping others before my, before myself. Um, you know, even work came before my health, like the, it, up until that point where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to put myself first here. And um, it just showed me the kind of things that I'd think and ruminate on and, um, and never make a decision on, but then, or make a decision and then ruminate on making the wrong decision. And just all this like, just chaos that I didn't like, it doesn't seem like chaos necessarily in everyday life at that point, but it was still there ruminating in the background and just causing me suffering. And also the suppression of emotion, not being able to fully show up authentically, not being able to show up in my sovereign self-expression, you know, just like putting different masks on for different people and different situations and being what people wanted me to be. And, and just really just, it was just an amazing experience. It was really profound. And I have just so much love for ayahuasca and, and just grateful that I was able to kind of receive those lessons because, um, I'd actually prepared for ayahuasca nine months before I even sat with her without realizing, or was it a year before, maybe nine months or a year before. Um, yeah, because they because I was supposed to do an ayahuasca ceremony a year before. And they say the moment that you choose to sit with the medicine is when the ceremony starts. It doesn't start from the moment you drink the medicine. And so that whole year I'd been prepped and primed to sit with ayahuasca and to be able to actually receive the insights I needed and to receive the, like for me to heal myself in the way that I needed to heal myself. And um, it was amazing that whole year was just like, when I look back and I'm like, my goodness, the universe really guided me everywhere I needed to be. Every single coach I hired, every single workshop I went to, every single piece of journaling, every realization, everything, just all the tools that I was given in that year to really support the information I needed. And because we can conceptually know things, but we have to embody them and integrate them. And just, it was just so amazing. I just remember getting like, just before ayahuasca, you know, making that decision to sit again, I was like, oh my God, and I feel, I felt that block. I felt like I'd done everything I could possibly do. But there was, I always say, I just couldn't get in. There was something that was just completely blocking me from getting in, into me, into this body and into the depth of what was causing me issues. And, and that was the plants helped me get in there. And so they do have really profound uh, medicine for us, but then again, they're not for everyone. And again, super important to prepare um, so that you're able to hold your seat in the ceremony. You're, you're able to actually receive the deep insights they're giving you. Because if you can't hold your seat, you're not going to receive any insights and you're going to be like, what was that? Hmm. And, uh, and then integrating too, you know, like and everyone kind of likes to bypass, into, not everyone, but people like to bypass integration because that's where the work is. And again, like they say, the medicine journey with plants begins from the moment you um, commit to the medicine, but also the journey actually really begins from the moment you leave that ceremony um, because the, you know, you've been given the insights with the plant medicine, but that doesn't mean anything. You can know it, you can know the things that are causing you suffering, but if you don't do anything about it, then you, you know, you're walking it out the same way you walked in. So um, yeah, so this is where my kind of journeys kind of come to is, you know, um, I worked with plant medicines then the last couple of years, Washuma, um, ayahuasca, I did, I've done some work with uh, mushrooms. I mean, I also did mushrooms when I was younger for more fun purposes, but <laughs> these are lately more healing and hundred percent like on board, like obviously as long as we don't abuse anything, like mushrooms are beautiful for a nice good old giggle. And sometimes we need a giggle, especially in these kind of times that we're in. And so, um, so yeah, so the last couple of years, a lot of medicine, well, not a lot, but a, a good amount of medicine work um, and just even more just deeper work, working with coaches and, and such just to really help with any blocks that I've got. And I mean, you'll know Lika, 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 you'll know, um, you'll know this, but the entrepreneur journey is like a plant medicine ceremony. It's just like, as soon as you commit to just doing this work and really being in service, oh my goodness, all the things that come up that are still left to kind of be healed or, I mean, and we're always doing deeper levels of the healing, right? So it's like, it's like, it's like the onion if we want, or like a spiral, whichever example you want to use. We're like, oh, I've healed it. No, you haven't. <laughs> like a few months later, you come back around, you're like, oh, that's still causing me issues. Right, mm. interesting. But it's just deeper layers of it and that's okay. And it takes time to get through those layers. I mean, I know I'm 35 and so, you know, I've been holding on to these things since I was a child, as, as we all do if we've got, um, you know, if we've got things that are causing us suffering. And so 
takes time to unravel all that and uh, get to the depth of it. And that's okay. And that's part of the journey. And then we get more knowledge and more wisdom as we go through the experience. And so, yeah, so plans are a huge part, but then I took a nine month, I'm interested in a nine month integration piece right now mm-hmm. where I haven't touched any plant medicines for nine months. And um, it's been really, 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 really powerful actually. And then noticing too, when people are doing psychedelic plant medicines to really notice the time and the moment where you decide, you know, where you notice, am I reaching for the plant to help me again? Or do I actually, am I actually feeling called to the plant? And more often than not, there's a point where we get to where, you know, we are just like, okay, well, I know the plant medicine will help me. So I'm just going to go to the plant medicine. And that's where we start kind of like abusing the plant in a, in a sense, you know, we need to be able to understand that it's just a tool and it can get us so far. <laughs> and, uh, and then we have to do the, the internal work. And so I took a step back and I worked with a beautiful coach. She calls herself a midwife and we all have these amazing, beautiful names um, because we're just so much more than just a coach. And I took a step back from the plants and just did some work with her. And I, oh my goodness, the level of healing that's come from that as well. And also noticing, oh, you know, like I could just microdose today and that'll help me hit my creativity. And like noticing this kind of like, things that come up for us like so subtle and so sneaky which are basically telling me you're not creative without microdosing mushrooms and then being like no I'm not going to microdose mushrooms today I'm just going to be and embody my creativity and find it within me <laughs> like I can do that on my own and um and just noticing the difference you know there were times in the nine months where I was like oh my god I really really want to go to a ceremony right now and I'd have to sit with that and be like what is it that you're wanting from the ceremony that you feel like you don't that you know that you're you're scared to look at yourself. And so there was many times of that in the last nine months. And to be able to just, you know, continuously sit with myself and be with my emotions and learn how to read my emotions, how, to, how they feel in the body, how to express them healthily really has been the biggest part of the journey. Um, and it's so important. It's just such a beautiful place to be able to help people from um, because emotions are just so that's so crazy. Like we don't know, like half the time, you know, we haven't had it mirrored to us on how to, how to, how to work with them, how, how they're supposed to be expressed, how they're supposed to be moved, how they're supposed to be felt. Like, you know, we haven't, we didn't have anyone, a lot of us didn't have anyone able to hold our emotions. And so we got scared of them. And so we just shoved them down and um, yeah, it's been, wow. it's been profound and oh my God, there's even more, but like, I feel yeah. like I've been talking for ages. So you know what it's like, <laughs> you know what it's like, it's always like more, more, more like, oh, and then I've been doing work on masculine and feminine and you know, that with inside myself and then within my relationship and blah, blah, blah. So there's just yeah. so much there, but I feel like I've been talking for ages. So <laughs> no, thank you so much. You, you really unpacked a lot already. Like you went through a whole fucking journey already. <laughs> this podcast and there is so many things that I want to dive a little deeper in um you mentioned so many things that I so deeply resonate with um I love the way you said you know embracing also the trigger and the fact that there is nothing to fix and that's something that I really deeply shared and I love that this this place in in this podcast is also that about like there's nothing to fix like we're just trying to figure it out but it's as you mentioned that spiral we're just like feeling like yeah we got it we're healed we're and then we just learn in another way and and just love this sense of lightness also that you um give to it in in the sense of like I can hear you smile when you're talking about (laughs) it um and I know how also while having lightness I really feel like your whole life is a ceremony that's what I believe in and that's how I feel when I I listen to you yeah it is and it's I think that's something I really noticed even working with plant medicines and then go entering the entrepreneur journey was like okay so this feels like uh, entrepreneurship feels like a plant medicine ceremony it's like that you know purge oh god purge oh god it's like more and more more all the time like new new levels of like expansion and you're like oh god here we go we got another one okay I'm good I'm good um and then yeah that realization did come that I was like oh my god I've actually realized life is the ceremony that's the whole point and that's and there's so much of us too get so stuck on on the healing you know like oh I gotta dig deeper I gotta get to those wounds I gotta heal them and it's like well it's a lifetime journey so let's try not to focus too deeply on it like let's have some fun we're also human beings 
here to have yeah. the human experience and just enjoy ourselves and everything will occur how it's supposed to and if you're showing up from like your most sovereign self and from an integrated way and from a place where you you know you're you're here you're setting the intention to be here and be the best that you can possibly be in this life you know that's all we ever want for ourselves from the place that we can possibly be where, where we're at each time and and enjoy the journey and enjoy it and so you know it takes some there's a there's a process there I feel a lot of people go through where it's like real like that realization of like oh man I've been in the dark for quite some time like can I get a bit of light right now mm. like this is this is kind of like oh. and especially you see that a lot in ayahuasca circles for sure people seeking into the dark a lot more and more and more and more but not really integrating anything and just forgetting that you know we're humans we're supposed to have fun and the journey can be fun too it's not all like you know doom and gloom yeah we've got some like you know some tough memories there whether they're body memories or my memories and and at different times they get triggered but you know the more we build that resilience within ourselves I don't know if resilience is the right word maybe resilience within ourselves um the more the quicker we move through things too something that used to take you a week to move through like can now take you 10 minutes if you're able to create that space to sit and to feel yeah and um and so things do move faster you know things are more fun it's what you bring to it hey like all the time if you're going to bring just darkness to yourself in your life all the time and that's all you're going to get so it's just it's really important to remember polarity hey like light and dark kind of one without the other and the deeper yeah sure if you if you do the the shadow work the darker work then you experience more light but we don't go you know we don't dive in there just for the sake of diving in there it's just has something come up that wants to be healed we don't go searching for things you know yeah i really love that and i love how you embrace all facets of like this this is this is what i repeat constantly in this podcast is like everything is welcome in that space yeah like the more we embrace it and i i especially love the way you talk about anger because that's not something that i'm particularly um mm. familiar with uh, i i never felt like a I feel anger and rage and I go into the expression of it because I know how necessary it is, but it's not something that I've dealt with. And I know people close to me that um, that has been also a big theme, you know, this repressed anger. And I feel like as, as a more collective level as well as I did, I did. Oh my God. Identifying as a woman. Um, I feel like everyone identifying as a woman also, have a little bit of a hard time being in that mm. anger and I love the way you you talked about your journey with anger and I also love you know your on Instagram your morning practice where you tap into the body and you're just going into the full expression of it and you're moving and shaking this you know everything that is moving and it's I just love it and can, can you can, can you give more on that, on that piece? <laughs> yeah Yeah, so anger is an interesting one. It's not, to, again, not to say everyone has issues with the anger, but there is feminine anger too, you know, like as you said about the collective and people identifying as women, but even those who don't identify as women, when we're looking at the energies too, the feminine energy, you know, because we've lived multiple lives, like, well, that's mm. my belief system, okay? So yeah, yeah. we've lived multiple lives here <laughs> where we've been men and women, and women have had multiple of atrocities. I mean, it still happens to this day, but, you know, in during all our lifetimes you know it's all it's you know burned witches burned we've we've been you know we've got that witch wound we're carrying those kind of wounds with us and multiple other occurrences where the feminines you know tried to be suppressed in as the patriarchy rose and so we've got that kind of anger I felt that through plant medicine ceremonies like I've expressed that and expressed so much grief around that and but then we also have our own personal anger and um yeah as women in general um we you know we get told women can't be angry don't show your anger like that's like something that's just been in our culture for quite some time um in the western culture anyway and um and men you know it's the same with men like men can't cry but you know all emotions are valid and all emotions have to be felt they have to be felt and you know have to be able to feel them in the body you have to be able to move the energy in a healthy way especially with anger and rage and a lot of a lot of mine you know was rage actually like it was more rage than anger like I would when I was going through this process the last nine months of really moving into balancing it was a kind of like a union of the masculine and feminine within me because I was very much in my unhealthy masculine it was like you know women are taught now like do 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 it all be it all be like 
as successful as your partner be like you know you can do everything and then it's almost like this big push to do everything is like a I don't know it's like this pressure like oh god you know and then we kind of just but we live it and we think that's normal and and in reality that's actually not really normal like we no one no one no matter what you identify as deserves to be pushed and made to feel like less than because you're not hitting all the goals when and one time if we look at traditional gender roles you know women were at home cultivating the family dynamic men were out there working you can go all the way back to tribes men were hunting women were you know the medicine women and looking after the community and the children and so it, things have shifted you know over time and for good and bad there's always yeah. good and bad and everything hey and so you know I don't want to just be the housewife like that's not for me but I don't you know I have friends who are like that not necessarily I wouldn't really call I don't even know if I like the word housewife because they're at home you know raising their children and that's like a full that is a full-time job and I don't really like how society is deemed that that's not good enough just oh, being a mom is not that. good enough like I really yeah. don't like that because it is a full-time job and children deserve to have our attention and the reason why so many of us are walking wounded is because our families were pushed into places <laughs> where they were busy they didn't have time for us they weren't they were listening but they weren't really listening and they weren't attuning to us they weren't able to hold our emotions because they didn't know how to hold their own because of generations before them of you know also being told like stop crying like all the time so what happens with kids I'll stop crying because my parent I my parents my you know like I can't live without my parent you know and stop being angry and you know and all the little things that we say as parents and so just acknowledging that you know a lot of us have experienced that and and then if we really want things to change we'll need yeah luckily when we do our own work we heal seven generations behind and seven generations ahead yeah but you know we still you know we want to we want more and more people doing that kind of work and also understanding that yeah motherhood is like the one of the most you know if you're a mum like that's that you know I hate using the word enough because I'm always like you know what do you mean enough but that is enough in that sense you know like you don't have to have everything else you don't have to do everything else and and that's the feminine energy too hey it's the being it's the masculine is the doing and so on my own personal journey it's been very unifying and coming out of that unhealthy masculine of do 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 and also like putting all my energy in my business and thinking that by me showing up in a certain way or me working till midnight and you know that old kind of old oh what's the word I'm looking for um conditioning <laughs> yeah. you know from even the corporate paradigm that I've worked in of like go 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 and just and then realizing oh my goodness this is like I'm never going to find the happiness like we've had this conversation I remember like being is a state happiness is a state of being but that yeah happiness is never going to be found by me pushing 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 all the time because it actually pulls me out of the state of being to be able to be happy <laughs> and so exactly. finding the balance in that is so profound and then also for myself I wanted to feel more of my feminine energy that's where I, I my intention was set nine months ago was I want to be more in my feminine because I knew that that and it's not like you know we have the healthy masculine too we do need that we need because it gets the shit done but I was in the unhealthy, you know, the the pushing too hard. And and I was like, I need that feminine energy. You know, I'm, I'm not experienced that. Generations of women in my family have always been in their masculine. And so it's been so beautiful. Actually, this last month, I've finally landed right into my feminine. And just, I've, I touched on it at different times before, that place of being and how spaciousness and how juicy and beautiful it feels. Mm. Um, but now I'm in it and I'm like, oh this feels so different like and even within my relationship with my partner we actually did some gender role work around that to see if we could kind of you know because for me I couldn't drop into my feminine unless I felt that support from my masculine but I also had to drop that wall to stop myself from you know because a lot of the time as well in relationships um male and female relationship women and men relationships I'll say those that identify as that um, excuse me if I get any kind of any kind of language <laughs> wrong here I'm not the best at it we're trying the best we're trying, trying at our best, best. Yeah. <laughs> and so in in, a, in those relationships you know a lot of women want the men to lead they want the men to just you know uh, support and you know and they want all that but at the same time there's this kind of emasculation happening because women are, are afraid to let go of that control because we're so used to doing, you know, we've, we've been grow growing up into this place of like, oh, I can do it all on my own. I'm good. 
yeah. and then we enter these relationships but you know no matter what relationship really you enter and it's like well you can't just do it all on your own now because you're in a relationship you've chosen to be in that but there's those conditionings and those those places within us that are scared because you know there's a really cool feminine wound there of like if I let my walls down he might leave or if I let my walls down he might break me like he you know there's this, this kind of like idea around that of what our partner may leave us and and it's and it's a rel- it's a genuine concern you know especially if we've got family wounds as well um around that abandonment issue and so I had to go through all of that myself and but I knew that I couldn't drop into my feminine unless I felt that full support from my partner and him really standing in his energy, his masculine energy more and leading and, yeah. and the helping lead me. And then it's, which sounds really funny. And I just had to fully surrender, but I, we, luckily we got to a point at that where we, I'd already worked so much on my feminine to get to that point that it actually felt really easy when he stepped a little bit more in his and I actually re- loosened the reins and surrendered and took, and stop trying to control everything and just relaxed and trusted in him and trusted that he could do it <laughs> he could support me <laughs> and um and that really really allowed me to drop even further into my feminine and so yeah i think yeah it it's really a lot about um talk a lot about feminine and masculine energy and i, I feel like this work is like finding balance and to me it doesn't make any sense and that's that's what you were sharing about. There is this yeah. wounded feminine as much as the wounded yes. masculine. And there is, there is the two integrated or healed or empowered or whatever qualification you want to put on it when you're just balanced in your feminine energy and you're balanced in your masculine. Um, and then you find harmony between the yes. two because, and, and also in the dynamic with someone else, whether it's a yeah. female or a male, those energies yeah. are at play as well. So it's very interesting to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to lean in my feminine, but uh, do I want to lean just in, in I'm not going to go into the wounded feminine either because it doesn't make no. more sense. No, uh, then it's tough. You got to do the healing mm-hmm. around all of it. Hey, like there's so yeah. much of that wounded feminine. And then there's so much of the wounded masculine and the men are also at this in this time right now are having to figure out there where they stand. They're, you know, it's so confused. The masculine is so confused right now. And yeah. just as much as the feminine are, though, I find like male, whether they identify as either. But I mean, regardless, as you said, we have the both energies within us. It doesn't matter. Both of those energies are apparent. And so, yeah, it is. It's the divine union of the two of landing in that space of healthy masculine, healthy feminine and understanding what are the wounds, what's coming up that's a, that's knocking me off center. And why do I, you know, when we're in a relationship and we're unhappy, like what is actually causing the unhappiness as well? Like you know, we live in a society where people, you know, leave relationships, you know, way more frequently than they did before. And there's nothing wrong that everyone needs to make a decision, you know, what was right for them at the time. But at this time, you know, my partner and I broke up for a year and didn't think we were ever going to get back together. And then we were brought and guided back to each other as two completely different people. We were very toxic, like really in our wounds that went in our first part, the first relationship. And then the second, we'd done so much work apart that year. And we've just continued to do that work together. And so I think that's wow. really important too. It's really, really hard if you're in a relationship where one of you is doing a bunch of work and the other one isn't because you've chosen that person who's going to keep triggering you in different ways to heal things. And if only one of you is doing the work, that's going to be really tough. Oh so, my God. Yes, yeah. I can definitely resonate with that. <laughs> <laughs> really talks to a deep part of me for sure. And yeah, I, I find it hard. so I- interesting because, yeah, there's just so much to that of like, as you said, many times when you were talking about this whole journey, this idea of like, it's it that within first. So it's yeah. not about the outside world. It's, it's about like, hey, do I actually connect to my own shit and my own emotions <laughs> first? And then, yeah. yeah 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 it's a yeah inside job but we do it in community and relationships I mean goodness me they definitely highlight a bunch of stuff that's, that's there to be healed yeah um, but again you can you know you get to play with that you get to have fun with that and it's really a radical you know I talk a lot of my own business around radical self-awareness radical responsibility and radical self-love because they're three things you really need you need the radical self-awareness to be able to know what it is that you know is causing the problem in the first place 
And then, you know, taking on the responsibility, remembering that anything, how you react is your responsibility, how you respond is your responsibility, how someone else reacts and responds is not your responsibility. So there's a boundary, understanding those kind of boundaries, because we take on other people's shit all the time. Oh and, God, yes. and, and then there can be guilt and shame and stuff around that too. And that's not okay. And, you know, we don't want to be feeling those feelings and quite often not, you sh- like, it's not necessary for you to feel those feelings. And so there's some work around that. And then yes, yeah, radical self-love. Like if we don't love ourselves, how can we possibly love anyone else? And so, and that radical self-love really allows us to really, I, I believe, enjoy the journey, you know, cause we get to make the journey fun and exactly. juicy and sensual and yummy. Mm. <laughs> I love that um and I love the, just the vocabulary you use because it's mm. like I, I can see my own work within that I'm like yeah I used to say like I, I yeah I same. thought of you <laughs> as I said that I was like oh that feels like, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually went on your website uh today a beautiful website by the way like oh thank you good job I've got to update a bit I've got to update a few things on there but yeah I like it the photos are great here if you get good photos then it makes a website (laughs) yeah I I I love the the picture and and just the feeling of stepping into your world and and just the wording that you use and this Mm. you know around sovereignty and self-expression and integration and and um it's it's you're the embodiment of that and we can feel it when you we step into your room you know just stepping into this this website and just seeing the wording of like yeah there is the self-love part and there is the the vision also you talk a lot about visionary and like you know holding that we can shift things like we have so much power we can do it you know we so can 100 percent. i actually landed into my legacy recently which was very very powerful and yeah it's all all around our personal power our mission you know our sovereign self-expression we can all come back to our sovereignty then and come back to community too that's where my legacy does does lie is within community bringing back communities um and they can look different to how they looked before but really just bringing people back together again I think is Mm. really really important I love that piece about um, they can look different than what they used to Um, hearing that lately of like um, how there is this belief in some people in the spiritual community of like, oh my God, you know, we lost like the tradition, the tradition of it. But it's like, well, we also are human beings and we adapt to our environment. And, um, you know, the new shamans and the new healers, of course, they use like Zoom and you don't have to be in the middle of the forest to have access to a healer. That's like the new, it's integrating that as well, that we have different ways of doing things and that's okay like we can integrate both the tradition that has so much value from like our ancestors and the earth and tradition that are way you know before us and and strong and also being into that moment and I don't know if you found that in India when you, you mentioned your trip to India but I, I was the same with around yoga in the beginning when I started. I was like, it has to be really um, like, you know, following the, the Vedas and, and, and diving into all the texts and doing it the most traditional way. And like, you know, not even wearing a yoga pants because this is not yoga to have a yoga pants and being like super. And then you become super rigid and you kind of bypass all these things um and you miss the point and I I think it's also really interesting to see it is really interesting because there's a tradition that has to be honored and the lineage that has to be honored Mm. in in everything hey because like that's where all this amazing a lot of the work that we're doing comes from but at the same time there is an evolution of it too and so it's this really we, we find ourselves in this really difficult time of like being able to acknowledge the tradition and acknowledge also the teachers and the countries where it comes from and you know the lineages and we want to honor that we always want to continue to maintain the honoring of that but yeah there is an evolution aspect to that as well so I definitely hear you there it's it's such a such an yeah it's an interesting it's quite polarizing topic that one actually but uh you know everyone has different different feelings on that and and I think it really is you know it's not yeah it's confusing because there's always this like we can't steal teachings and you can't you can't make them your own but at the same time it's like well how would we ever evolve if we don't if we don't make things our own and yeah it's it's really complicated that one it, it um, really but I do is. believe 
but I do believe things need to be evolved and as long as things are honored tradition is honored always um and you know we give back as well like there's a giving back of that mm. and then yeah there's yeah there's multiple different things to that but yeah and it also 100%. comes to intention like what what is yes. your intention are you yeah you know how do you show up with that and I love the fact of like this honoring this reverence to those teachings to those traditions um yeah. and also um this giving back part that you mentioned that I mm. you know think is also a very important component, yeah. component of in, it in the shamanic training that I did we call it sacred in the Andes they call it sacred reciprocity and so it's always like a give and a take but it's not a give It's not from that sense of like, if you give me something, I take something. It's not, you know, or I take something, so I have to give you something. It doesn't, it's not like that. It's like a deeper reverence of like, you know, like the trees give us oxygen, you know? And so like Nate, and then we give, we breathe out carbon dioxide. And so everything in nature is just in this beautiful cycle of like, give, take, give, take, give, take, but not in an expectational kind of way. And so even with traditions and any teachings that we learn, you know, we receive these beautiful teachings and then we are able to use them to support ourselves and others. And then we give back in some way. So it doesn't have to look like the exact exchange, you know, of like, I yeah. must give back to this teacher um, that taught me this. And like, I mean, we, I love my teachers. So I'm always like uh, um, spending time with them and, and working with them in different ways. And, but yeah, it doesn't have to look that a certain way either. We can get so narrow and make things so complicated as humans. And I'm really trying to come back to a place of simplicity for people to like not overcomplicate things because we do do that as humans we overcomplicate everything oh my god yes oh which, god. which brings me back to um this uh, there's two more topics that i really want to dive yep. into it and they're really big piece that we can dig the down the rabbit hole for a long time but you mentioned <laughs> the entrepreneur journey being a psychedelic journey and I yeah. feel that so strong um it's <laughs> even hard to actually explain it to people when they ask me you're like mm. this has nothing to do with like being in a nine to five and working for someone mm -hmm. like I really feel all your shit are gonna come up to the surface just it, it's a ceremony it's, it's yeah it's a psychedelic journey you have moments of bliss and like the whole thing the whole thing so how was it for you can you dive a little when did you decided to start your own business and what have been your biggest breakthroughs and your your, your lessons through that journey and i'm oh, yeah. sure you're That's still learning so much and also <laughs> yeah also a quick question to integrate into your answer is uh you mentioned uh, you know preparing for it we're gonna go back into plant medicine also later i really want to touch on that but you mentioned preparing for nine months and then there's this nine month coming also on this integration process mm -hmm. is it is there something about the nine month um we also like birth a human being for yeah, nine months 100%. Um, yeah i was curious to know Yeah, it's funny. I do find that everything works with me in a nine month cycle for sure. There's like, and I could feel something new birthing now as I enter this like ninth month of this in, like deep integration of just not relying. Like, and I, I'm not, I literally, literally took like all my tools kind of like other than mo like moving my body, which I still could, I guess you can, yeah, you can consider it as a tool, you know, it's, if I'm moving my body in a class. Other than that, and, um, and you know, some, some of my but on my own meditation work so it was all me for nine months like literally stepped away from like from other external meditations like it was just yeah it's been so surreal of just being like yo you got everything inside of you let's let's go let's do it um so that's been really interesting but um I digress but yeah it's for some reason nine months seems to be well for some reason it's probably divine but it seems yeah mm -hmm. we birthed children after nine months we um yeah I seem to have thing, amazing things seem to occur so I'm just following those nine month cycles because I find those fascinating. But um, I think I think I've heard of other people like I think I had a coach who said the same thing. She noticed the same thing happened for her, too, especially when it comes to like offerings, like for different programs. I don't like to call them programs, but just to make things clear, offering <laughs> program, um, you know, this new language can be confusing sometimes. Um, but yeah, so I feel like there's something actually new coming. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what's going to come through um, in the next couple of weeks. 
or after that, you never know. And uh, divine timing again. And um, you asked me a question. What was the other question again? It was about that's um, your entrepreneur uh, journey. When oh, did yeah, it start in journey? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I guess like I officially I would have said registered my business last year. So I've been on the entrepreneur journey officially for a year or a bit more Ooh. than a year now. Maybe we're going into yeah. yeah. So this would be yeah a year and a bit. So yeah that was interesting but I remember like I was reflecting on this actually today which is kind of funny it came through earlier and it was like I remember vision like working in corporate you know hating life like a, it never agreed with me and I'd, I'd be fine in a new job for like a couple months but once I learned everything there was to learn it was like uh, I'm bored so it's just never like it was just too monotonous for me and way too stressful like and the expectations are super high which are just not reasonable for people and for me anyway, I just didn't like it. So hey, hated corporate and taught me a lot, but didn't like it. And I remember being in that job and like um, meditating and visualizing like every day of like, I remember this visualization coming through of like me living on the beach, having my mornings free to do whatever I wanted. Um, like just meditating, yoga, running on the beach, like whatever I wanted, acquiring knowledge, like I just remember really vividly having all my mornings to do whatever I wanted. And I was just like, God, that'd be so good. Cause one of the That's things I hate most too. about, yeah. One of the <laughs> things I hate about corporate was I had to get up and be there by, by eight. And then I had to leave at five. It was just like no choice. There's like no freedom at all. Like I felt so constraining to me that, Oh, just even though I'm like, eh, doesn't feel good. And I remember that. And like, I often reflect now like a year in where like I left corporate for good last yeah a year ago and um I'm like oh my goodness I have everything except that ocean right now and that ocean house is coming and so it's like you do how amazing is it that you know one at one point you were desperate for like this moment where you could do whatever you wanted on your mornings like lie in spend it doing whatever you wanted moving your body whatever and now I'm like oh feels so good to be here so that part of my entrepreneur journey feels really good and then it's funny because obviously you know your goals get bigger and bigger and so I'm just then navigating and shifting and changing other than the obviously the ocean house for sure that's definitely coming but yeah the you know it's been a year and it's been I've worked with multiple coaches like business ones and personal I'm always you know got some support behind me and um I, I would definitely wouldn't be here without them <laughs> but you know I learned I've learned a lot and then had to on the entrepreneur journey I've learned a lot and had to unlearn a lot too because there's a lot out there of like you have to do it like this you have to do an online business like this and you've got to do this and don't forget this and make sure you're doing it all again you know it's this whole like it's you know there is strategy to part of the entrepreneur journey and part of being an online business but you have to make it where it has to be strategy that works for you and so there's been a lot around that, like learning, unlearning, coming back to like, okay, what do I love to do? There's a lot of that all the time. Um, and then just the different things that come up because, you know, I remember a year ago, actually, <laughs> from when I started working with psychedelic plant medicines, um, my teacher was taking, takes a group of women to um, Peru every year to sit with her teacher to learn how to sing the Icaros. And so I, I was like, I feel so cool to that, but you know, I, even just a year, well, a year ago, I would have been singing in front of people. So let's say a year and a half ago, I would not sing in front of anybody, like mm. not anyone. Like, so, you know, there's this element of being, you know, with being an entrepreneur and being online, you have to be seen, you have to be heard. So you're always going to, you're going to be as an entrepreneur working through those wounds of I'm being seen, <laughs> people are seeing me. And also people are going to listen to what I have to say and they may also like it and not like it. And so those core wounds have to, you know, you are always going to come up to work through when working online or working in some kind of um, entrepreneur business. And so those were the, those are the biggest ones that have come up in the past year that I've had to navigate. And, you know, singing was a part of, you know, was a, you know, obviously a blatant, I don't, you know, I don't want to be heard, scared to speak my truth. Uh, which I hear from a lot of people you know and um yeah a year and a half ago I wouldn't have sang in front of anyone and then I went to Peru to learn to sing the Icaros and now I like I'll throw videos up online of me singing all the time and things it's amazing like my family would had never heard me sing up until like a year and a half ago or my friend best friends I wouldn't even sing in front of my best friend who I've known since I was like seven um like no one would hear me sing like it was ridiculous and 
now I'll just sing in front of anyone. Like I just don't, it's, so it's really amazing when you could think like how afraid I used to be. Like I have this memory from a Christmas, was it, it wasn't last Christmas, it was the Christmas before. And I was around my best friend's house and who I've known since I was like seven and her kids were there. And they asked me to sing a song. And um, cause I sent a recording to my friend just like to kind of like, that's how I kind of like was teetering on things, just sending recordings to friends being like, yo, I did this song, what do you think? And obviously they were always super supportive and it was just like a way to break the ice. But um, yeah, and then they asked me to sing it. And I remember being like terrified of singing in front of like a two or four and a six year old. And I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. And then I did it and they were just like, you know, they're all so cute and just like, oh my God, that's so amazing. And it's just so sweet, you know, kids so easy pleased. And, um, <laughs> and it was, but it was terrifying. And then now I'm like, oh, I just sing online in front of people and stuff. And I don't really care. Like there's just that whole element of like freedom, you know, that's been ex exposed, which feels so good. Like unleashed, I should say. And, yeah. uh, and that's, a, you know, that's like, that's why I help people to unleash those aspects, you know, all aspects of self. Because there's so many of the places that we hide. Like we hide our singing and like, why? Everyone can sing beautifully. Like you just find the right songs for you that you like to sing and, and you know, sing. Like, and it doesn't matter if people can hear you, if people don't hear you, but make sure, you know, singing is such an amazing, profound um, way to use that throat chakra to be able to help you learn to speak, to use your, use your voice. And, um, oh, yeah. and it's just a beautiful, fun thing to do. It's creative. I, I just love singing. And so it's sad in a way to like, look back and be like for 34 years of your life, you wouldn't sing in front of anyone. And uh, well, probably not 34 because I couldn't sing it when I was one, but you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and then like last year and a half to be able to like sing in front of people and speak my truth, you know, and work, working through those edges of entrepreneurship where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to say things that people aren't going to like. And I, you know, realizing like, if I don't speak my truth online, it's a disservice, not only to myself, but it's a disservice to my community because you could be in my community and it's the wrong one for you to be in. If I don't speak my truth and you don't know what I believe and you know, my beliefs around things, we could get on a call together to potentially work together and waste both of our times if I say something that you don't like, you know, and, mm -hmm. and so realizing that, you know, it is a disservice, not only for myself, not to feel like I can speak my truth and speak up for people and, and, and share what's, what's on my heart. And then also honoring other people's time of like, hey, maybe this isn't the place for you, you know, and that's okay. Um, you know, there's obviously there's someone else that you'd be better suited to or a better community. And, so working through that and then we yeah, are working through the being seen I would say that yeah those two are the biggest wounds I think that have come up over the last year for sure um so which is to be expected I think for any kind of online business as an entrepreneur but you don't realize the depths of it until you're in it <laughs> yeah definitely and yeah yeah I don't There's know about you I don't know if that's the same the spiral and like yeah, I, I, I dreamt my whole life to be an entrepreneur. Like I knew very early, I didn't had a clue what I wanted to do, but I just Same. always had this entrepreneur mindset and I would be like mm. 14 and I would be like looking the video, you know, looking at videos and reading the books. And I had no, clue, you know, I was reading like seat jobs and hashtag girl, bar, girl boss and like all this, this <laughs> entrepreneurial, um, you know, uh, from self-made woman and self-made men. And I was like, mm. I know I have the same kind of thing. I just have no freaking clue what I'm going to do with my life. And <laughs> so I'm enjoying it. Like the, for nothing in the world, I will go to any, any other thing. But it's also brought so much to the surface. Mm -hmm. And I had an idea of like how I would be when I will be in the journey, because I knew at some point I will. <laughs> um, and I was like, I will never, you know, I will never give up. And I will be, and you just feel like, it, you know, I, I was seeing the challenge. I'm, I'm passionate about this challenge aspect. I even got a tattoo when I was... Uh, 18 on my skin that means <laughs> challenge because I I just love the dark I mean I love it yeah it's not pleasurable to be in the dark and to be in the challenge but it's I have this ability to rise so high after exploring mm. some darker parts and I love challenging myself and I get so bored if there is you know I cannot be stagnant this is not something I love to do I love to challenge myself and mm. but when you're in it like in it 
you don't think like this anymore you're like holy <laughs> shit this is hard <laughs> this is not pleasant i'm not enjoying it it but is it is it's a roller coaster for sure uh but i i i love it i absolutely love it because it's it's like a direct mirroring of our own it, it's really a is a psychedelic journey or healing journey on itself it's it's that mirror of all those wounds from childhood they will show up in your business they will freaking show up in your business there is no separation between who you are in your business and who you are because you are just one person and you have all of it within you anyway <laughs> it's really interesting I agree 100% and it is like a roller coaster because it's like you know that roller coaster of resistance and surrender that's really all it is mm. you know if something comes up oh uh, god yes. no resistance <laughs> like oh reminder surrender oh yeah okay and then oh yeah oh. Comes. but like <laughs> sometimes when you're in it you forget the surrender for you know I don't know a few hours or a few days and you're like oh crap surrender <laughs> surrender <laughs> I'm totally resisting this aren't I oh my goodness I didn't even notice how sneaky my ego can be Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah I had a bunch. I had, I had the ego gets sneakier and sneakier as we as we get more aware, which is which is hilarious, I find. Um yeah. the other day I was like I yeah, I was in a bit of a funk. I was like, oh, I've got nothing to get up for kind of like mood. And I was like, whoa, where the, where did that come from? What's that? I was like, <laughs> I have plenty to get up for. You just figured out your legacy the other day, and like you love your business, <laughs> like you love your clients, what the hell? And it was like, oh, you sneaky little monkey. Okay, I see what you're doing there. And I was like, oh, and I had some wounds around community. I'm building a community right now online that uh, that as part of my legacy will be, and end up being festivals all around the world and for people to bring people together so that they can learn, you know, they can find their soul family and also learn like all these different healing modalities, how to like grow their own food and understanding you don't have to go live in an eco village to like, you know, be good to be that you know to to be this healed person you don't have to go live in an eco village it's fine you can still live in your home and like have what we call regular lives but still be in community with one another still you know grow our own food and like you know be more self-sustainable more in our sovereignty less reliable wow. on you know government and and everything else because i feel like that's what it, we need to do we need to come back to that you know that's what we're missing and especially western culture is community so that's like the big the big vision in a, in brief and so I would like, obviously that feels pretty big, like thinking, oh, festivals all around the world, bringing people together. And then I have my, like, I've, I'm going through my own issues around community right now, like my own wounds of being always the new kid. And that's what came up was like, okay, what's there? I was like, <laughs> you have nothing to get out for? What's there? Because you keep avoiding making this online community and you've been talking about it for weeks now. What's going on? And it was like, oh, you're always the new kid. And so you fell, I did some deep work with a friend and it was always around, it was around my childhood of always being a new kid and feeling like I had to give something or be good at something in order to, for people to want to be friends with me. And so there's like a story there of like, oh, I, you know, I can't create community. People don't want to be, you know, I have all these beautiful friends all around the world, but to have like a, like a group of friends has always been quite difficult for me just that, you know, a group that everyone knows each other. But I have all these amazing, beautiful, this soul family all around the world. And I'm so blessed for that. But for some reason that, yeah, that group thing's always been an issue. And I'm realizing this wound of like, oh, like how long have you been carrying this story? And how has that been projected out into the world? And like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and then feeling like, oh, if I can't create my own community, how am I supposed to create an online one? And so all these different stories were coming up and it was like, oh, right. Okay. That's so interesting. But my ego showed up as, oh, you've got nothing to get, you've got nothing to get up for. <laughs> yeah always coming back to this piece what? of self-awareness you know it's, yeah. it's really what moves you is like oh okay I'm just on. kind of bullshitting myself right now yeah yeah exactly I could have continued on for the whole week being like it's true I've got nothing to get up for but immediately I was like whoa that doesn't that doesn't land at all where's that come from <laughs> like and why have you been avoiding the community building like what's going on here and so, yeah, I was able to just kind of sit with that and just do some deep work around it. And then there again, you know, another entrepreneurship journey wound that surfaced in order for me to be able to step into my next level of leadership. And so um, there's still a little bit of work to do around that, but, you know, it's coming and I'm trusting, you know, I always trust that in divine timing that, you know, the community will be released and those that who resonate with it will join and, and we'll just get bigger and bigger and bigger and all will occur how it's supposed to. So 
but it was just it, it's funny that the ego can be a right sneaky little thing mm, so interesting so we, we we've been talking for almost an hour I think I, I didn't unfortunately I didn't check um, either check the time but I feel like it's been an hour so just for um timing um yeah. I will just if anyone listening is wondering like oh my god her energy is so amazing I want to work <laughs> with that woman I want to be part of her world and playground like where do I find her what is she doing what is she up to <laughs> how can they find you Well, you can find me on Instagram at I am Haley Smiles. And you can also find my website, which is I am Haley Smiles.com. And yeah, they're the two most, they're the two that I'm mainly on right now. There's a podcast that's also coming. It's not ready yet, but um, yeah, Instagram's probably the easiest place to find me. And then obviously my website lists a bunch of things. My offerings, um, things are shifting and changing again. And so I'm unsure what my next offering is that I'm going to um, unleash onto the world um but it's it's coming I can feel I've already birthed a new offering I'm just getting ready for like the divine timing around that and there's another one coming and there's one that I've been offering for the in the past year which has been which people have found really helpful to help integrate psychedelic you know prepare navigate and integrate psychedelic feminist experiences but you know the realization around that is it's just so much more than that and so it really helps people embody their full bodies learning how to work with their full bodies and like create it as like a daily it's a daily practice that just naturally weaves throughout the day it's you know it's learning how to work with your spirit body your spiritual body your emotional your physical and your mental and how they can help you on your journey and so that's been a really really popular offering and so it is likely to be um coming again soon but i just want to do some tweaks and changes to it and so yeah things are a little bit up in the air the universe is guiding me most to the community so that's where my focus is right now and so I'm just working through those wounds so that I can show up in that space mm. and uh, start creating that amazing community that I'm really excited for so yeah that's probably it really wow beautiful oh, oh, you know what I you know what yeah. I could end with is like knowledge is power but it's nothing without integration so mm. I will end with that because um there is also a point in this journey where we're acquiring so much knowledge because we feel like just us as ourselves and our story isn't enough and yeah it's great to you know acquire these beautiful different modalities and these beautiful ways to help people but there does come a point in this journey again as well where we need to make sure we've integrated those things that we've learned but also take time away from acquiring knowledge and understanding you do have everything inside of you to support you know, in the ways that you are destined to support and with those modalities that you've learned. And so, um, yeah, it's really important to also take that time to, to also to access your own gifts. I think we always think that, you know, everyone, our gifts are what we learn from outside of ourselves, but there's just so much beauty and magic and wisdom that we have inside of us. And so, um, yeah, knowledge is power, oh, but yes, integration, that. integration is, is where it's at. <laughs> um quick question before you go i just it just came to my awareness like if you uh, was about to meet your younger self what would you like her to know oh if i was about to meet my younger self yeah that she was right <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> when i would have always said uh always said from the moment i remember is i'm i'm here to help people i just don't know how that looks yet I said that for so long and it was always there and I, throughout the, my entire journey and these different things would come in and I'd be like nope it's not that nope it's not that and then here I am and I'm like oh I never would have never ever would have imagined it would be this and that's the beauty of always keeping things a little bit open you know rather than getting so restrictive and contracted around the ideas of what things are supposed to look like because they can look so much better than you could even possibly imagine and so oh, I tell yeah. her she's right <laughs> she was I right along. <laughs> thank you so much i loved it i had such a pleasurable time with you your energy is everything thank you for being yours. on this podcast such a pleasure thank you so much thank you for listening to the podcast for more free resources online courses spiritual events coaching containers and deep initiation work visit my website and let's connect on instagram